The Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com and use promo code BEEHIVE20 for 20% off your golf and MLB PA apparel. Shop Swing Juice, support the Beehive Sports Podcast, Swing Juice, wear it, feel it, play it. This week's episode of the Beehive Sports Podcast, we are going to open the show with a major announcement for next week's episode 30. We're going to slide into a little golf, a little baseball, the usual NFL and college reactions from this past weekend, 10 sports history facts for you, and then the things that sting, a Brazilian soccer player is charged with attempted murder for an incident that took place during a match. Head athletic trainer of the Washington Redskins team, Ryan Vermillion's on administrative leave after a DEA raid at the team facility. Jets safety Marcus May fails to report a February DUI to the league. We'll close out the show with My Hive, where I get a chance to interview NFL Play 60, Warren County Youth Flag Football League Super Bowl champs, Evan Wellner and Theo Anderson. Let's go. Joe Bees and Kylie Munch. This week's opening segment is brought to you by Napoli's Hungry. Watching the game, call Napoli's at 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. Major announcement. We've been tossing around uh, the idea of doing everything live like we do the Three Baggers show. And... Next week, we're going to give her a whirl. So I have the ads all in place. I have everything set up, I think. Um, so we're going to give it a shot. It's going to be Thursday morning. Uh, some We don't know exactly when. It's tough with Kylie and I's schedules. I can tell you it's probably going to start sometime between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m., which I know is early, and a lot of people can't log on because you're uh, working or whatever. And uh, that's okay because you can go back and watch it, and the audio will be It'll uploaded. also be a podcast, too. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. It'll still be all the audio, like the Three Bagger Show, where you can, uh, if you're on Spotify or wherever you listen, you can find the audio to that show. You'll be able to do the same with this, but if you choose, you can watch video as well. So we're going to give it a shot uh, next week, episode 30. It's uh, been quite a bit of work but i think we have everything in place and we're gonna we're gonna give her hell uh haven't quite figured out because uh our segments especially the opening segment because there's just so much shit going on right now with nfl college uh playoff baseball hockey's about to get going uh so with all of that going on it's i haven't figured out because there's going to be people commenting and I want to incorporate those comments into, you know, everything that we're doing when we're live. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out like an appropriate time, <laughs> like when I'll be able. So I'll probably just kind of wing in that part. We're going to get comments uh, when you guys comment on the show. If you're listening and watching, I can bring those up onto the screen and we can discuss more. If you have a point you want to bring up or uh, you disagree with something I say, you want to call me a name. 
maybe we just do go through them at the end of the segment that, even type yeah. thing like i think like pti does something like yeah. that do they yeah where at the end at the very end of the show they do like they'll go like a little air, mailbag thing yeah mailbag yeah. and they do like corrections and stuff well, and, and then like, the the idea too you know the my hive segment at the end of the show is always bouncing around between a mailbag or a phone-in call or this week like i you know the interview with uh the two boys from the super bowl winning flag football buffalo bills uh but that segment's always left for us to do whatever we want with mm-hmm. so that's something I was kind of tossing around too is leaving that segment as something that's totally interactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can even pose a bunch of questions and let, you know, people in the, the audience list or, uh, answer. So we'll figure it out. All right. So let's get to what's going on this week. I know what you're thinking. We're going to start with NFL reactions cause that's what we've been doing, but we're not, uh, because something took place this week that I have an issue with. So we're starting with that. The match has been announced. Bryson versus Brooks, November 26th. It's on Black Friday, a 12-hole event. And I think the PGA completely fucking blew this opportunity. They waited until this should have been done before the Ryder Cup. Because now they're friends. (laughs) The Ryder Cup brought them together like it did our entire country. It always does. You know, that is uh, one day, or well, not one day, but three days that... Nobody gives a shit who you voted for. They don't care who your favorite golfer is. You know, if you're Team Brooks or Team Bryson, that day you're Team USA. That weekend, you're Team USA. It it brought them together. They hugged it out. They have T-shirts now where they're like the stepbrother, I think it was, where there's like a T-shirt of them in the stepbrothers pose. And now this match just has no, like hate to it and that was what what everybody wanted we wanted these two just talking shit to each other because they don't like each other you know my suggestion was boxing gloves on number one t-box let them let them go but they waited pga waited and i think they blew it this is this i'm still gonna watch it but it's not nearly as exciting as it could have been like this could have been the like ultimate like because everybody was saying it's good for golf mm-hmm. when those two hated each other mm-hmm. but then the Ryder cup happens and guys are chugging beers on the greens they're hooting and hollering uh the one european i just read a article the other day about how he says they're gonna kick their ass so bad next time because the americans were so disrespectful and the way they went about everything and the putter lay down that Bryson did, and Tom, and he actually brought up a good point. Bryson uses like a, <laughs> he has like a two foot extension on his putter, mm-hmm. so his circle of friendship is a lot bigger than a normal, you know, normal sized putter. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just not. He's okay. He's just dog making noises. Uh, he, it's just it just doesn't have the, the juice to it that I think it could have. So I'm a little disappointed. I wish that they would have happened before they became. I think that's what the T-shirt says. It's the did we just become best friends from uh, step brothers, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it is. But uh, NFL reactions. Now we'll get to that. Since I got to get that off my chest, I feel better. That's just disappointing. Urban Meyer just 
digging that hole. Uh, video surfaces of a girl in Columbus grinding on him at a bar. One player who was not named uh, mentioned the other day that he now has zero credibility in that locker room. Uh, we previously discussed this, that he's not adapting well to the NFL coaching, you know, uh, what would you call it? The regiment, I guess. The whole, how the week goes, you know, the, the whole schedule and everything like that. And uh, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jags, comes out and says we have to, he has to regain our trust and respect. And uh, he's holding... Urban Meyer is holding strong and he's not resigning. He did come out and say that too. He's not going to resign. Uh, but this is just a the ultimate dumpster fire right now. It's, it's not good. It's, <laughs> no. No. They can't win a game. Uh, he's losing the players. He's losing the fans. And he might be losing his wife. I don't know. <laughs> Because uh, his wife was like liking all the stuff on Twitter and stuff, and like, and she was like, she stayed at home to babysit. That did, well, you know how it like went down too. Like he, because he they played in Cincinnati Thursday, right? So he went to Columbus. Yeah, he didn't go home on the team plane. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> he stayed behind, and the team went home. Yeah, and like that's the like that seems just in, in itself uh, just unprofessional. Correct. And kind and, of. Like, because I actually, somebody was on, I think it was Jonathan Vilma, said that, like, Peyton would do stuff, but he would, like, during, like, after a game a lot of times, but he would always fly home with the team. Right. And then he would immediately get on a flight and go where he needed to go. Right. And Urban Meyer just ditches his team <laughs> in Cincinnati, heads up to Columbus, and is at a bar with it's some It's his bar. Chicks. A bar he owned. Oh, he owns it? Yeah. Oh. In Columbus, yeah. Okay. And so, like, that's why people, that's, they said that's kind of like why there was like a bunch of people around him and stuff is what, that's what I heard. Cause he's the owner and he was present. And it was Urban Meyer. Like, right. I mean, obviously. Right. And like, so it's like everybody, and then everybody saw he was there. So, like, well, oh, yeah. I mean, and they he's know still, it's his bar. Still but, a big hero in Columbus. Right. Exactly. That's so, kind of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of bizarre. And like, I don't know. He seemed like, you know, in a way from seeing the video, it seemed like he was kind of like, just like. Yeah. Trying to like avoid it <laughs> a little bit, a little like bit. to give him a little bit of credit. But, right. but like, it still wasn't good. Look, the thing is like, whenever there's a video, it's 10 times, it's, it gets escalated by a thousand. Sure. Like, just like, look at the Greg Hardy, Ray Rice thing. Like realistically what Greg Hardy did by the looks of the pictures had to have been way worse than what Ray Rice did. Right. But but everybody but remembers video. the video. Video, yeah. That's no, the yeah. thing. And That's and true. when there's video, it's like escalated by a million. You know what I mean? So I, I did see when in regards to the plane ride, he said that he did his own thing because it was a chance for him to clear his head because he's okay. struggling with apparently everything. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just the whole situation's bad. But I'm gonna keep betting against the Jaguars. Although I don't think I picked them for three bagger this week, I can't remember. Well, but Tennessee I'm, screwed you. So you probably yeah, didn't want to go. Little, with them. Yeah, a little, a little angry better. with them yet. Yeah. Got to wait and see what's going on with AJ and that was <laughs> their bad. defense yeah, you, is a disaster. You too. can't lose to the Jets. You can't. But they did. Which would yeah, maybe they aren't that good either. I their mean, de I, their defense is really bad. They can't rely on Tannehill to do too much. That's always been the the 
focal point of that team. Especially with no receivers. Right. Yeah, especially when you have Brown and Julio out. Yeah. Uh, Switching gears a little bit here. uh, Big Ben turns in yet another puke-worthy performance for the Steelers. And all of a sudden lands with a, on the injury report with a hip, apparently. Yeah. So uh how much longer does he play? What's your what's your thought on I mean you gotta think this is definitely the last year, but oh, you're yeah. just saying you're I'm just saying, saying like, th- does he get benched this like, week? Right. If he's right laying a who do they play this week? Um the Broncos, yeah, without in, in Teddy Pittsburgh. Bridgewater in Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh, yeah, Bridgewater's definitely out. Uh, I thought so. Is I don't, I don't know for sure. I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, yeah, no, I, wasn't I don't. Sure. I assumed that Locke was starting this week because I think he had a concussion, right? Teddy did. Is that what it was? Uh, I honestly am not positive. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, either way, uh, the line's small. I know that, yeah, and that Broncos that tells me that are getting a bridge point, right? isn't playing that's what i would think uh because broncos are clearly better than pittsburgh regardless of if they're playing in pittsburgh well, it's in pittsburgh so they're they are and it's only a one point spread so they are saying that denver's better four than yeah about four yeah uh yeah i just i can't the, see the hip thing to me was timely like this is their way to remove him Maybe with him in agreement to this, like, yeah, my hip's screwed up. I mean, but he's coming out and saying, I can do better. I can play better. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that he is on board with anything other than playing. Like, I still don't think he understands or has realized that his his skills are diminishing, which happens. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, freak of nature. We don't even bring him into this conversation, right? <laughs> yeah, he's Ben t- ain't eating avocado ice cream. and Yeah, and he had a, hasn't, yeah. And hasn't had Using a card. Band work, doing band workouts. Yeah, but I, I couldn't eat. I don't think one percent of the stuff that Tom Brady eats. I think it's all gross. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's gonna play till he's fifty. Right. Well, so. yeah, that's why he's in peak physical shape, and I'm like, you know, not. <laughs> I didn't even think that it would actually work, but apparently it does because the guy's still pretty good. Yeah, but anyways, like I said, we're not even. Bringing him into the right. realm of what's happening with Ben. Because the same thing, we talked about this, the same thing that happened to Breeze. It's the same thing that happened to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with an absolute noodle arm because the Denver defense was ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. He could do enough to get it to, you know, 10, 15 yards downfield, but he wasn't throwing the passes that we were accustomed to watching him play. Same with Breeze. Mm-hmm. And... Those guys picked up on it, though. Like, they were like, oh, it's time. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Even Eli. I mean, Eli, I don't I don't know if we – he's a two-time Super Bowl winner. It's hard to say somehow. too much. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> but it's just – I if I'm the Steelers, you, you're either leaving them in for that draft pick next year and you're calling it a season because I just don't think he turns it around. I don't think it's possible. They, they, he is very much one-dimensional throwing at this point. It's get that get the ball in my hands from the center, get rid of it quick. Defenses adjust to those types of, you know, game plans, and he's as he's just fucked. Yeah, I mean the pro. 
problem is I don't think they have better because they claim that Mason's there too, and we know he's not better. Too su- yeah, Mason sucks. And I mean, I would I would just like a- Andrew was telling me like, and I agree with him. Why don't they just? Uh, he he says they're not going to. It's definitely going to be Rudolph if it is. But why wouldn't you just give Haskins? At least he's got maybe a chance of being better. And here, here's what I think too with Haskins. With Haskins, he has the ability to avoid a pass rush, which you need right now because this newly built offensive line that they were, you know, so sure of that they drafted Najee Harris in the first round. That line sucks. Mm-hmm. And I know they've only played four games together. They could gel eventually. I I get that. But they haven't. Mm-hmm. And they they look as bad as the offensive line from last year. And at least Haskins can get away from some of those the pass rush. He can extend plays. He can find guys, you know, maybe downfield while he's extending a play or use his legs. The thing is with Ben, the game plan to me, to go, you know, if you're prepping a game plan to go against the Steelers, it seems pretty easy. Whereas if they just literally throw Haskins in right now, teams are going to be lost for a good three weeks on, okay, well, how do we plan for this guy? Because he's complete, you know, he's in a different offense than he was in Washington, for one. And for two, he's not Ben, which is what we, you know, Everybody knows. Everybody sees. So I just think it would give the Steelers an opportunity to win a few games because they're going to have a guy in there that the film on him's from Washington, completely different offense, completely different coaching, and now he's you know going to be with yeah. But, but and then Rudolph, no, he's, yeah. Which I I have to. In a way, I have to believe the coaches. I mean, they're at practice every day. Right. They see every practice. If Rudolph's the two, then Haskins must just, must be just fucking, terrible. He just must be fucking right. bad. He'd have to be <laughs> because I, we don't get to see that stuff, and they do. And right. you, you know what I mean? Those guys. It's not like those guys are idiots. I just I mean? think, as far as like throwing a guy into the game right now, a team will be able to adjust far easier to Rudolph than they would with Haskins because of his ability to run. Yeah. That's what I right, I just, and and maybe the reason he's not there is because he's just got no concept of the offense. That or, could be too, or and may, you know what I mean. Maybe yeah. that's why he's not the two. I don't, you know what I mean. There's obviously something there that they don't like about, they don't love about him. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, who knows? It's it doesn't seem good though. I mean, yeah, it was that was they started out hot there. They jumped out to seven nothing lead. Thought maybe they'd have a chance there, but then. It was all Green Bay from there, from there pretty out. much. Ben, ben missed Juju twice wide open. That's what I saw. Like, but then I saw a Steelers player actually come to Ben's defense on that but, and say that uh, he kind of Juju kind of alligator arm the first one maybe. And he said, well, if he wouldn't have done that, then there wouldn't have been a second one. So that was uh, was his, who was it? Vance McDonald or somebody? I can't remember. Vince Williams, Vance, Vance somebody. Did you see the one play in that where? Uh, they were switching defenders and um and Rodgers tried to hurry up the snap and Tomlin, Tomlin called timeout and and uh Tomlin Tomlin like gave him a head nod and he started smiling and Rodgers was just just smiling like ear to ear just they were just grinning at each other and it was <laughs> funny because they, they they had the camera like right on him and it was just hilarious and Tomlin just goes like that to got Rogers. him yeah <laughs> he's like not not get you're not getting me Aaron <laughs> Tomlin's kind of my opinion of him has changed 
I used to think like hardcore cheerleader coach, uh, gifted, uh, beautiful roster when he first started coaching Pittsburgh and that he just wasn't that guy. I, that's changed. I think Tomlin is a pretty damn good coach. He hasn't had a losing season regardless. And, and obviously With that Doc Rogers, right, one year and... right. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I, um, I actually, Sketty and I had a conversation about this like a week ago. And like, th- if you look at um his like career and Sean Payton's, they line up like almost identically, yeah. like their, their records. Yeah, he is. And, he's definitely won me over a lot. Cause Sketty said that he thinks that if they completely bomb this year, that Tomlin's on the hot seat. And I said, I'm not, and I said, I'm not saying you're wrong. Maybe, maybe you're right. I said, but I, I really think that he's earned a leash to draft another quarterback right. and try again. I, I, I personally think that he does. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they don't think so, but. So speaking of coaches, Vic Fangio. Do you see this? He's pissed off the Ravens. I think I refresh my memory. I so saw something. Though. Vic Fangio is mad after a 23-7 loss to the Ravens. Uh, the the Ravens intercept Drew Locke with three seconds to go. And instead of victory formation and taking a knee to run out three seconds, uh, they decide to run the ball to pick up four yards to continue their like streak of 43 or 44 games with over 100 yards rushing. So, uh, in a, you know, the post game or the next day, Fangio says it's bullshit, but he expects it from the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And Harbaugh, I was gonna say, I heard Harbaugh. He responds back. with, "Well, they were throwing in the end zone with, you know, uh, with however, three seconds left. With three seconds left, and says and down two score, three scores, whatever. There's no such thing as a 16 point touchdown, right? So I see Harbaugh's point here, but at the same time." Fangio accuses them of uh, not caring about player safety in Baltimore and that kind of thing. He said that the team, you know, Harbaugh said the team, we agreed we were going to do it. We wanted to get that, that hundred yards. Uh, I just don't like Harbaugh. I never have, but I kind of like see his point here. Like where the 16 point, like, well, you're, you're still throwing for the end zone. Why don't you take a knee and end the game? You know, mm-hmm. what, what good is your, Touchdown with two seconds on the clock going to do. Yep. I mean, barring the absolute unheard of miracle. But at the same time, I see with Fangio's point where it's like, what if one of those offense, starting offensive linemen gets rolled up on because they're running the ball just to get 100 yards? Like, he's he dodged a bullet. So, I don't know. I'm kind of seeing both sides on that. But overall, I think Harbaugh's an idiot because, I mean, like Lamar flipping into the end zone for a touchdown. Stupid. Running the ball with three seconds to go just because you want to get a record. One of your guys goes down. Like, you, it's just too detrimental to a team. Could It could be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. If he actually – I to be honest with you, I know offensive linemen take a lot of pride in, like, stuff like that. So maybe he pulled his offensive line and he's like, and they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Let's fuck yeah, we want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I'm just playing a little bit devil's advocate. No, like yeah. Just, think, I, that's just thinking was... on that side. And like, 
And like the Lamar thing, I don't, he can't really control that. Lamar, that's just Lamar's being yeah. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. I just meant in the realm of like, does, like, did he go talk to Lamar after that? Was he mm-hmm. like, dude? Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, again. let's never do that. Right. I would hope so. And yeah, on that one. Yeah, but with Harbaugh, I don't know if he would have. I'm sure he yeah. was I, like maybe not. Something about know. him just makes me think that he's just kind of like, Meh, yeah, all right. Lamar can do flips. It's great. <laughs> it could be until you're stuck with who's their backup, Tracy McSorley. <laughs> like it's just seems like a lot of unnecessary. I'm more like Lamar shit can't and... do flips because he landed on his shoulder. Tyreek Hill actually did <laughs> land on his feet. Yeah, that's true. Well, Mark can't do a flip. He fucking just totally bombed the yeah. landing. Yeah. Did not go well. Uh, the Bills. Rolling. Last three weeks, outscoring opponents 118 to 21 with two shutouts in the mix. Now, albeit they were the Dolphins, the football team, and the Texans. So they got a real test this week. Yeah. Kansas City, Sunday night football. Uh it's this is where we're gonna see what that defense is made of because right. two I but here's the thing is I don't wanna like I I'm not letting me my I'm not letting myself convince myself that two shutouts in three weeks isn't that cool because of you played Miami, Washington, and Houston. These are still NFL teams. Oh, absolutely. Getting shut yep. two shutouts in three games in, in, in an NFL schedule mm-hmm. is not easy to do. Absolutely. So still give a bunch of credit there. But, uh, you know, this week, and we'll get into this in the I live show. I saw Milano is, did, like, didn't practice t- today or something. I think That's a fucking big bummer. I hope there's not. I, it, it listed an injury. I think hamstring. hamstring. Yeah. Yep. That's what he went out of the game with yeah. last week. Uh the injuries right before they play fucking Kansas City. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> Although AJ Klein is not uh Yeah, but when you're going against Kelsey, you fucking need Milano. Yeah, I agree he, with he that. has to be out there. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. Uh the key, you know, this week is gonna I'm anxious to see uh aside from injuries, I'm anxious to see what they carry more of if they go running back or D line. I think it's gonna be D line because they're their mission this week is to get to Mahomes. They're going to be sending some, I think, a lot of different looks at Mahomes with blitz packages because they're they're looking to mimic what Tampa Bay did to him in the Super Bowl where they just need to pressure him mm-hmm. because that was the issue when they played Kansas City twice last year, one being in the AFC Championship, is he had all day, and you cannot give Tyreek Hill all day. Yeah. If if Mahomes has time to wait for Tyreek Hill, he's gonna get open and he's gonna catch. Right. Ball. Quite honestly, the only thing that held him down last time was the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more than the, more than the defense, the fir- or the first time. I mean, the first time that's they played. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that was affecting both teams. It was, yeah. but I mean, that's what that definitely slowed them down quite a bit, and I think and helped Buffalo stay yeah. stay a little more in that first. But one. like uh, you know, I, I liked I listened to Allen's press conference from yesterday. I really liked it, but. The thing with him is that he just always says the right thing. He's just so good at press conferences. And he, he was just, it's week five. Not a big deal. We mm-hmm. play Kansas City. It's week five, long season. Mm-hmm. And he's just treating it like any other game. So, which that's the case. I honestly won't care if they lose, if it's close. Right. But they can't go out and lose like they did in the AFC Championship Correct. game. Again. Where it was just like, that won't be just week five if that happens. Yeah. That will be fucking. 
what uh, happens again later on. Yeah, for sure. That I won't like because Leslie Frazier. That's what I've been thinking about. Is should be embarrassed by that showing they had an AFC Championship game, and hopefully he's fucking pissed off about it. And you know what I mean. That's what I've been thinking about all week. Is hopefully Leslie is fucking taking this seriously. Yeah. He's like fucking pissed off about what happened. In that yeah, AFC well, Championship yeah, because that it was a poor showing on both sides of the ball, but. Kansas City was doing whatever they wanted. Uh, the Brady return to Foxborough, I felt uh, extremely overblown as far as like the media went with it, and uh, not the outcome that I had anticipated. I, was, I thought that was a twenty-point victory, easy for Tampa. Well, for one thing. I don't think you also expected there to be an absolute downpour. That True. probably helped. Yeah, yeah, I did not. <laughs> I need to start looking in the weather more for sure. <laughs> I didn't either, but I mean, right when you saw that, you're like, "Oh, it's going to be one of these ones right yeah. when the game comes on." Well, it definitely affected Brady because he was missing. He missed a lot of throws in that game. Uh, but yeah, it was a but not so much Mac Jones, 19 straight completions, and then yeah, and they're uh, <laughs> upright away from winning that game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it turned into a suck up versus Folk instead of Brady yeah. versus Mac Jones. Yeah, it did. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he breaks the record like we all knew he would. Uh, but, yeah, it really wasn't a whole lot, too. It was kind of a boring game. But, yeah, I mean, I I want I, I have some more on that, too, though. Like, uh, um, the Bucks, the Bucks DBs, obviously, is a major issue. And then they lost, like, two more in that game. I think Winfield went out. Richard Sherman got a and, lot of time. And, yeah, and Carlton Davis, I think, was the other one maybe that went out. No Gronk, I think, was a big factor, too. Um, I really do. I mean, I, and, yeah, I mean, that right at the end there, though, I don't. I question that decision at the end of the game for New England, too, that fourth and three, because they had been moving the ball decent. Like I said, Mac Jones, 19 straight completions, and they got a fourth and three, 56-yard field goal with a minute left, and Tampa Bay's got two timeouts. Like, even if you make this field goal – you're giving Tom Brady a the lot ball of time. back with yeah. a minute left and two timeouts. Yeah, like fifty-six yarder in the rain. Yeah, like that just didn't seem like the right decision when Jones had been completing passes. Like I don't, I just really question that decision, and I, I, I don't know. I'm surprised that that Bill made that decision, but the kick was good. He just pulled it a little bit, but you, you feel like Brady was going to go down and get one, a field goal again anyway. Though, yeah, I just did and. So my favorite, uh, very just sports brief, just a small story that happened. Uh, Miles Garrett didn't wear long sleeves under his uniform, mm-hmm. and uh, was tagged for a drug test the next mm-hmm. day. <laughs> I saw that. His arms are just so fucking big. <laughs> He's just a monster. That dude. I like Miles Garrett a lot. Yeah, uh, their defense. Was very impressive this game because Minnesota has moved the ball very well all year against every team they've played. Like they gave Arizona, they only they missed a field goal. They should have beat Arizona. Yeah, missed a field goal. Yeah, um, they beat Seattle. Like they've played, they've moved the ball in every game I've watched them. They move the ball except for this one, and they I, did not move the ball at all. Well, and that's a credit to the Cleveland defense, right? But I also think a part of it. I don't think Dalvin is close to. Was close to ready to play in that right, game. Right, but Alexander Madison, I mean, maybe they should have just played Madison and maybe it was right. better. Because he, he had did. like 180 total yards the week before. Right. So it's like they got a guy behind him. Like, right. 
And that's what I mean. But in those kind of cases where you're, and we see this with Buffalo all the time, is it's hard for these running backs to get any sort of rhythm Mm -hmm. when you're being swapped out constantly for your, you know, your. Yeah, so maybe they would have been better off just giving him another week off. Right, and then just playing Madison the whole Mm -hmm. time. That's kind of what I thought. But But Baker, man, as good as that Cleveland defense is, he has not been good. Baker's been bad. And now it's uh, he's in a sling today. And they said. well, that was Shoulder. from that was from the Houston game Correct, when he left. Yeah. But now they're like basically calling it out and saying, "Yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. need surgery. He's going to play through it." Right. Non-throwing well, need surgery, but not going to have it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> need surgery, but he, not, not immediate. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's his left shoulder, non-throwing shoulder. But he has been. He was like, I don't know. He was like under fifty percent passing this game, and I watched some of this game, and like, this, like I said, this was the first week I watched football, so I. <laughs> Uh, but I saw someone, and he was just like sailing passes, and yeah. like, and I he hasn't him, been good all year. I saw him miss OBJ on one where OBJ, you could you could see his frustrated. Yeah, but that that dude gets pissed off about fucking everything, so. right? But I, it's been a struggle. Odell also came out today that he's had a torn labrum for ten years. Ten years? That's what he said, and he doesn't plan on ever having surgery on it, at least until he's done playing football. That's interesting. <laughs> Yep, that came out today too. Uh, NFL, you have anything else? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, the, the Gilmore trade. Oh yeah, Gilmore to Carolina, which I said, uh, I think I kind of cleared up in our group text uh, why I think it went that way because anybody who was paying attention yesterday saw that initially it came out that they were releasing him, and then. Bam, all of a sudden, he's traded to Carolina. Uh, and we were discussing, like, why would they have said he was released if then they trade him? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense because if you announce that you're about to release somebody, they've been trying to shop Gilmore and weren't getting, obviously, what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so they announced the release, or they say they don't announce the release. They announced that they are going to release and then all of a sudden, that's when the rumor mill gets going and there's people speculating where he wants to go. Some A source said that he was interested in going to Green Bay. Devontae Adams uh, tweeted to him, call me or something, whatever. But And then he tweeted last night, he never called. <laughs> did he? Yeah, Adams did. That's pretty funny. <laughs> he never called. <laughs> that's funny. Uh so, anyways, though, but what it does is it gives, you know, teams who do want to take a stab at them, who maybe weren't going to give you a third or whatever fourth they were asking for, uh, it gives them now an opportunity to say, okay, well, if they're about to release him, that means everybody's going to have a shot at him, mm-hmm. and he's going to get to pick where he goes. And maybe he didn't want to go to Carolina. I don't think he'd be opposed to Carolina. He's from there. Yeah, I was going to say he played for South Carolina. Yeah, so I don't think Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue for him going there, but maybe it wasn't his first choice, you know, if he has a list of three, four contenders that he wants to go to. And I, and like I've mentioned to you before the podcast, I'm sure Bill had no problem shipping him off to Tom's division. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that when you brought that up, that's a very Belichick thing to do. Hold out, like you said, hold out Tampa Bay signs. Because they need corners yeah. bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, what else you got, NFL? Um, yeah, the the Detroit-Chicago game. Um, Chicago let Bill Lazor take over play calls this week. 
and and then they their offense looked a lot better than it did last His week. His last name's Laser. Yeah, Bill Lazer's their offense Laser? coordinator. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a sweet last name. Bill Laser. Yeah. Laser. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Bill Laser. Laser. Yeah. Um, yeah, he took over play calling, and then, but the funny part was like when in Nagy in the press conference. I don't know if you saw it. They like talked to him about it after the game, and Nagy like would not give him any credit like at all. Like he's, I think he's like so insecure about his job. Like he's like, oh, he is. he's like, he's like, well, he like said something along the lines of like, well, I still have a hand in the play before it goes through to the all the way through or right. something like that. Like he would refuse to give him any credit. Right. Whereas like, whereas like most coaches all the time are always giving their other guys credit. Their coordinators, yeah, yeah you know what doing. I mean, like. Well, in in the majority of situations, team head coaches aren't calling plays, right? You know? uh, but yeah, that was you know, and and you said you had mentioned that you think he's insecure in his job. I totally agree, and that is why I firmly believe Justin Fields is starting this week because the fire Nagy hashtag took off. Everybody wants him gone. All these mm-hmm. Chicago fans. I was on a post from our Facebook page, and this one uh, Bears fan was just adamant that this was the right move, and that Nagy knows what he's doing, and that Nagy made this call. I was, and I'm like, if you don't think pressure, two days ago, he said, when Dalton's healthy again, he's our starter. The very next day, mm-hmm. Justin Fields is our starter. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that he's convinced that he's making the right decision. What he's doing is pleasing fans. Probably the front office who drafted Justin Fields. That's their, you know, their hopeful future. And I just think it's rushed. We saw in the Cleveland game, 6 of 20. But maybe with the play calling with Bill Lazor, it'll be better. (laughs) I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, who they got this week? Uh, Got it up there. Raiders. Raiders, yeah. That's that's right. They have a couple corners out this week. But, yeah, I mean – yeah, they they looked better. I mean, I if 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 Laser is calling the plays, he should be determining who's the quarterback is anyway. If he's the guy calling yeah. the plays, really, yeah, and maybe he was, or at least maybe have a strong was. hand. At maybe he was it. the guy who said, "Maybe this is who I want to call plays." Maybe for. because they had some success against Detroit, right? Right? Was, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, in Montgomery went down in that game, though. That's that's a bummer. But mm-hmm. they have a decent back in Damian Williams Williams behind him. Um, another tidbit from that game that I heard, which was pretty interesting, is the Lions, their first three drives, they got into the red zone, and they came away with zero points. Yes, I watched that game. because that's, it was And they said that's the first bagger. time that that has happened since 1981. Yeah, they uh, the very first drive uh, snap, Goff wasn't ready for. It hits his kneecap, bounces over the offensive line right into a defensive lineman's hands. Like, not joking, the snap hits his knee, launches into the air over towards the end zone, and the defend the defensive lineman snags it, runs for, you know, <laughs> fat guy four yards, and yeah, it was bad. Because, yeah, I, I, you know, I had them in my three-bagger, so I had that on one of the TVs down here while I was watching Buffalo just beat the living shit out of Houston. And the whole time I'm like, well, it could be 21-14, could be 20. Right. And then there was a... Did they miss a field goal? They either missed a field goal or it was blocked or they went for it on fourth and didn't get it. I think they went for it and didn't turn it over on downs in the red zone. Yeah, it was just a shit show. But how funny it is 
a week ago, the sky was falling in Chicago and, and the Raiders were three and oh, and now they could come out of Vegas with the same record as the Raiders. They could both come out of their three and two, three and if the, two. If the bears win yeah. this week. How funny. And who would have thought that a week ago? Right. Yeah, no, you're right. That's <laughs> this league, man. That's what a league, it. what a league it is. You know, yeah. I mean, um, another game, Arizona beating up on the Rams, 37 to 20. Yeah, that is, that did very right. impressive. Kyler, I mean, right now, front runner for MVP has for to sure. be. Yeah, he is. He's like plus 500. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, I watched a little, saw some of that game. AJ Green looked like he prime did look agent. Good. He looked good. Yeah, he did. He looked good. And I think that that's big for them if he can stay healthy. That's yeah. a big thing, you know, but. Yeah, the Rams' offense did not show up. And that to, happens to keep up. It's yeah, long season. it was you know it is a long season. There, Arizona's the is, gonna gonna lose the game too. And right? then the Rams turn right around and play in Seattle this week. So mm-hmm. that division's just on Thursday night. Yeah, which maybe Come, could tonight. have been part of the. Is it tonight? Yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, yeah, sorry, fuck, yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and that could have been part of the complacency. Sometimes those guys, when they have a game upcoming Thursday night game. It's it's rough. Yeah, it can, it can be rough knowing that. Trying not to think about it, but it's hard to. The Giants got a big overtime win in New Orleans, which that was one part of my uh, three, three bag, bagger. Three yeah. bagger, and I didn't expect them to win, but I just I liked the cover. Daniel Jones threw for four hundred yards. So one of uh, Devin's friends, she's a big sports better. So mm-hmm. Devin was like middlemanning for. The first couple weeks of the season, and finally she's like, "I'm just gonna give her your number so you guys can talk about whatever you're talking about." <laughs> so she texts me Sunday, and she's like, "Who'd you take?" And I told her, and she goes, "You didn't take the Saints," and I was like, "No," and it wasn't because you took them in the three bagger. Well, maybe a little bit because I knew you're about you had to you're due for a week for sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, but the main reason is I was like, I don't trust Jameis enough to bet right. the Saints. I don't. And, guy I, can, and I don't think Sean Payton does either. The Saints have run the ball more than any team in the NFL so far have, this year. Have they? Yeah. Most that was one of my notes I wrote yeah. down. Well, you're, yeah, now that you say that, I noticed his attempts are super low. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't trust the guy. Not enough to bet him. I don't care who they're playing. It's just not that he's not a guy who you trust with your money. Not to mention they don't have much many weapons either no. with Thomas out. Right. So, I mean, that doesn't help matters either, but – uh, that doesn't help Jameis, who you don't know if you'd trust that as it was. Um, that's about it for for football. Um, one oh, well, one other note is we've always thought for the past I don't know probably five to ten years the NFC East has been Junk. like oh yeah you yeah. know what I mean. But I'd say the AFC South's giving them a pretty good pretty good run for their money. Yeah, they right are. now they are. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I, I would say even. Probably they are worse because Dallas actually looks like a good football team. And none of the teams in the AFC South look impressive right. at all. Uh, but one of them has to make the playoffs. So. Right. Yep. Uh, we'll buzz through college real quick. Uh, just the, the the normal chatter for college football. We'll go over number two, Georgia. Uh, pounds, Ar- number eight, Arkansas, 37 nothing. These are the ranked opponents versus ranked opponents. Since he takes down Notre Dame, nobody's surprised by that because Notre Dame sucks. <laughs> Overrated every year. Since he 24, Notre Dame 13. Number one, Bama uh, doubles up Ole Miss, 42-21. And number 19, Oklahoma State, 24-14 over number 21, Baylor. Uh, the ranked teams who took an L this week, number three, Oregon. Yeah. 
31-24 to Stanford. Number 10, Florida, loses 20-13 to in Kentucky. Kentucky fans storm the field, and the university gets fined for, like, the third time in a decade. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah, I didn't That you either. get fined if they storm the field. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I thought that shit happened all the time. Like, Kansas did it when they beat an FCS Maybe team. Maybe they just take the year. fine and they don't worry about it yeah, they just don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Texas A&M, number 15, they lose to Mississippi State by 4, 26-22. Number 18, Fresno loses to Hawaii. They should, for that, never be ranked again because it's Hawaii. <laughs> they play their games at midnight. It's fucking confusing. 1 a.m. sometimes. Uh, UCLA number number twenty UCLA after they had a promising start. I was thinking UCLA Chip Kelly had something mm-hmm. going out there. Yeah. They lose again and they got killed forty two twenty three to Arizona State. So the new top ten: Bama number one, Georgia number two. I will note that the uh, first place votes Georgia went up from like one or two first place votes last week. They have nine now, which I mean, Bama has like 50 some, but mm. still that number is, has increased. So that means more the Chip people. Kelly thing. I, I mean, I think he just needs a little, like he just got there, right? Uh, yeah. A couple years. Yeah. It's it, yeah. He's yeah, not, I mean, he doesn't, he hasn't done his full on takeover. To, he hasn't had enough to get all his recruiting right. through there. Yeah. Once so, he I mean, does, UCLA is going to be. Pretty yeah. Good. So I don't, I still like what's going on there. I think he's, ter- starting to turn the program around it's just not everything that he wants isn't there yet right number three iowa number four penn state uh so iowa jumps to three as oregon gets beat uh cincinnati number five and iowa and penn state play each other this correct yeah i have that that's gonna be yeah we'll get to that here in a second uh but cincinnati group of five team ranked number five in the nation Mm -hmm. good for them Oklahoma, number six, Ohio State, seven, Oregon, eight, Michigan, nine, BYU, ten. So, yeah, this week, this is my only, my last note. Well, I do have one one note, top four, top four teams in the country right now, two SEC, two Big Ten. So, it's pretty cool. BYU at ten is interesting after losing Zach Wilson. I don't know who their quarterback is, but that's interesting too. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, I think it's another product of a semi-week schedule, but they – have a, a couple probably to, I'd have to yeah probably, probably just a good team around whoever yeah. it was and and Wilson probably had a good team around him too yeah uh so yeah Iowa hosts Penn State both five and0 it's at 4 p.m this Saturday uh the fans are pissed because college game day chose to go to the Red River rivalry Texas Oklahoma play this week too nobody cares. Well, they well, weren't they family. just in Happy Valley? Yeah, but they'd two be going to ago. Iowa this week, right? Okay, and it's number three and number four playing each other. Mm-hmm. You'd think they would. I don't get that either. But yeah, I mean, the story of this game is kind of two good defenses, two pretty rough offenses. Uh, the edge, statistically, the edge offense, or yeah, the edge offensively goes to Penn State. The edge defensively goes to Iowa. So it should be a good matchup. Uh, it's a tough place to play, but we'll get to see him do the wave to the kids at the Children's Hospital, which I always like. You ever see him do that, the Iowa games? Mm-mm. They, I think, I don't know if it's the end of the third quarter, something, sometime. The whole crowd, the whole team, everybody on the field turns because there's a Children's Hospital that overlooks the stadium, and they wave at all the kids, and the kids wave back. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's it for college football. One note on hockey. We had zero applicants for a hockey guy 
but we had one applicant for a hockey girl. <laughs> Kelly Fisher. Hey, fish the dish. She says her resume includes back-to-back fantasy titles in 2013, 2014. <laughs> Fuck, what else do we need? You're in. Kelly, if you want Seven job, years ago, does she still keep up with it? Yeah, who cares? That's more than we I know. won my fantasy hockey league last year. She should jump back in. She, should. she must be pretty good at <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Kelly, if you want to be the hockey correspondent, you're in. We'll have you on, like, every couple of weeks to tell us what the hell's happening in national hockey. The league. other hockey news is that it, like, starts in a week, and I have a draft tonight. My, oh, yeah. my draft is tonight. <laughs> well, if you need some uh, hot tips, get a hold of K Fish. Uh, yeah, so that's all I have for opening. You have anything else? I mean, playoff yeah. baseball is happening. Yeah, so I wanted to go over playoff baseball a little bit. Yeah, um, the yeah, weekend are out. The week, well, the, I wanted to start with the weekend was fun. Was fun with the football on and everything because because of that AL race that was going on. Yes, and it came down to the last day. The Yankees and Red Sox were tied in the wild card spot, and the Mariners and uh, Blue Jays were both one game back. And Mariners, the Blue Jays won their game early in the day, and the Mariners lost. And the 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 Yankees beat the Rays, so they secured their spot. Um, the Red Sox went down to the Nationals early in the game. Yeah, but Devers hit two monster home runs. To save them their spot in the playoffs, and, yeah, which set up what was t- what was Tuesday night Yankees at Red Sox, which was awesome, which was really good game. Yeah, Cole against uh, Cole looked great. Against Eovaldi, who was a former Yankee, didn't Cole look great? He looked great to me. <laughs> it's everything I remember as a Pirates fan. A home, a Schwarber hit a home run off of him just like he did when he was with the well, Cubs. I mean, when he pitched for Houston, he was good for like a solo shot. A game. Mm-hmm. He gives up dingers. It's just because mm-hmm. he throws so many fastballs. Mm-hmm. But um, but he gets he gets so like he's kind of a head case. He's once a he, baby. Once yeah, and once he starts getting hit, yeah, it's fucked. over. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the big the big point in that game. I mean Stanton. I mean if they were playing in New York, he hit three home runs. Yeah. And I, there was like some overreaction from radio guys. To the the first that first one he hit. I mean, he's just hitting seeds every time yeah. he's up. Yeah. That first one Long he hit. Single. I thought it, I thought it was gone too, but yeah, yeah he so didn't. Did even, he did too because yeah. he only got a single out of it. Yeah, but that was pretty wild. And then he hits another like what was it sixth inning? He hits that one after Judge gets on base. He hits the one off the wall in deep center. That I mean, absolute laser. And and then. Phil Nevin sends Judge home and he gets thrown out at home. And that was like the big, that was like the Yankees' chance to get back in that game. Yep. And when Judge got thrown out at home, it was like you knew it was. Yeah, I heard, the Red I Sox didn't game. see that, but I saw, I heard the relay was like insane. It was really good. Yeah. yeah it was Kike Hernandez in center field. Because I think that was when I was actually on my way into work, was when that happened. To Xander at short, and Xander made a great throw home. And they got him by, they got him by two or three steps. And it was it was a great play, and Xander hit a big home run in the first inning to put to to just ignite that crowd in Boston to go up two nothing too. And but yeah, we like love to see that. And then last night was a really good game too. Um, the Dodgers, Cards, Dodgers Card, Cardinals, yeah. Dodgers. Not the result I wanted in that one. Yeah, I was. I I mean, it would have been awesome if the Dodgers and the Yankees both got bumped. And right, I, that's kind of what I was rooting for. Totally too. agreed with what you said too. Yeah, if the Yankees and Dodgers both lost. 
there have would a three, be there'd be no there'd be no year. more one game playoffs. <laughs> Correct, because that couldn't happen to those two big market teams. Right. We'll see what happens with it. I know there's there's always a lot of talk about Who it. Who the Dodgers go but, to now? Um, the Giants. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a good yeah. series. That would be a fun one. Yeah. To watch. But yeah, so like last night was a great one too, though. Um, the Cardinals go up one nothing in the first inning. And then Justin Turner ties it with a solo shot in the in and like the fourth, I think. Nobody, nobody scores the rest of the till the ninth. Till the bottom of the ninth, Chris Taylor hits a walk off two run homer. So that was a really good game last night too. Obviously, like you said, I'm a Pirates fan, so I don't really care for the Cardinals either. It was hard for me to root for the Cardinals even yeah. in that game. Yeah. But but I was honestly like I didn't know what to do, but my heart was like telling me to root for the Cardinals. I just would have loved I found it myself the, rooting for them. If the Dodgers got bumped, I would have loved it because it just would have solidified the whole. Yeah, you won the sixty game season. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. Here's your trophy. Right now, go home. Yep. So yeah, now we're gonna get underway with the rest of it, which will be fun. We have the Astros going right now behind us, actually, yep. as we're recording. So I'm kind of peeking, kind of, yeah. Doing everything. All right, we good? Yep. All right. Long segment, but a lot to talk about. Like I said, this week's opening segment was brought to you by Napoli's. Hungry watching the game? Call Napoli's. 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. We'll be back with Sports History. Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's pizza voted the best pizza in the Times Observer Reader's Choice every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, stromboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi. This is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at This Week in Sports History. This edition of This Week in Sports History is brought to you by Your Daily Local, the news you need when you need it. Visit YourDailyLocal.com. Ten sports history facts are back after a one-week hiatus, I think. It was last week, the drug trials. Oh, yeah, I think that was, yeah. All right. So we're starting off farther back than we ever have before. Wow, that's impressive. Number one. 1661. <laughs> That'll be tough to top. Yeah. Yachting. <laughs> Yachting begins in England as King Charles II beats his brother, James, the Duke of York, in a yacht race from Greenwich to Gravesend. Fantastic. The beginning of sports. Why don't 
we go back to naming people like dukes and stuff like the duke of <laughs> right i think we should like that that should be like tom brady should have been the duke of foxborough right he should have been certainly is <laughs> who would be the duke of warren regal <laughs> <laughs> he can't hold that title he's the mayor of titty U. <laughs> that's true Oh, can't be both. You can only hold one office. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He'd have to forego. So the first great rival sports rivalry was King George, King Charles, King Charles. the second, and his brother James, the Duke of York. The first great sports rivalry. Yeah, sixteen sixty one. They raced, and that's how yachting began. Like I, I even looked up what the fuck a yacht would have looked like in sixteen sixty one, and it was I couldn't even like find anything. Like not even a painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there certainly wasn't pictures back no, then. So. No, yeah, there was nothing. So, yeah. Not even a painting. Poor James, though, you know. Not Probably, even a painting. Like, what are they? I don't know. Whatever. Row? Do they row? I don't fucking know. They, could you, yeah, you couldn't even look up the sport or anything? I don't know. I probably could have. I just didn't. Yachting. Number two. 1903. So we're moving ahead a couple hundred years. This one's for you. First baseball World Series game ever played. Pirates beat the Boston Americans 7-3. Sounds like Honus Wagner. Side note, uh, do you think the Boston Americans would be forced to change their name in 2021? More than most likely. Probably. Americans, offensive. Number three. 1975. The Thrilla in Manila. Ali beats Joe Frazier in 14 rounds in the Philippines to retain his WBC WBA heavyweight title. So that's like a that's a monumental one. Thrill in Manila. A lot of people know about that. Yeah, uh, and Joe Frazier actually, I watched Big Brother, the show Big Brother. His one of his sons just got was on Big Brother and got second place. He didn't tell anybody that he was Joe Frazier's son until. After the show, uh, like really? at the reunion, I he, like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Keep I didn't. It, uh, I had no idea. Yeah. Number four, nineteen eighty-eight. Would it be ten sports history facts if we didn't have something about Mike Tyson? Absolutely not. Right. So in nineteen eighty-eight, Mike Tyson wrecks furniture in his mansion in Bernardsville, New Jersey, during a domestic dispute. No idea why that was on the list. He's allowed to wreck furniture, his own. You can break your own shit. Right. There's no laws against that. So I feel like Tyson was kind of railroaded on this right. this week in sports history. Wonder what was going on. One yeah, can I, only imagine. If what was he going wasn't on. beating someone else, that's a good thing. He can break all the stuff he wants because he's pissed. But yeah, I didn't I didn't look up the incident any more than that. Uh, but that was apparently noteworthy. I think this guy had something against Tyson. The guy who makes these lists, you know? Is there a lot of Tyson stuff? Yeah, I mean, fuck, he's been on, like, every sports history segment just about. And it's always something bad. (laughs) DUI, crashing a car, racing, rape. (laughs) He's bad news, man. Number five. NHL number one draft pick Eric Lindros rejects the Quebec Nordiques offer of a 10-year, $50 million contract. I remember that asshole. Yeah, Played well, for the Flyers you for know, a long this, time. And this works out. I think it worked out for Quebec because they ended up, you know, loading up in the mid-90s when they went to Colorado and won a couple Stanley Cups. And Eric Lindros gets a fucking concussion when he puts a hat a hat on. So, <laughs> right? He's like a vegetable now. 
Is he? I, I think so. He might be. He had like twenty five concussions in his really? career. Yeah, he's got CTE, like growing on CTE. There's nothing left of that guy's brain. Number six. Also in 1991, Fresno State ties an NCAA football record with 49 points in a quarter in a, four, in a, in a 94-17 win over New Mexico. Hmm. That's a lot of points. Too bad they didn't get to 100. Yeah, they didn't. Didn't try hard enough. No, they didn't. They had 49 points. Yeah, 49 points were in the second quarter. All right. John Harbaugh would not approve of that. Vic Fangio would have been happy they didn't put up 100. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> yeah. And Harbaugh would have been mad. <laughs> Number seven. 1994, Don Shula beats David Shula in the first ever father-son coaching matchup. Dolphins 23, Bengals 7. The Bengals, huh? He coached for. Huh, I yeah. didn't know that. Don Shula coached the Dolphins for like... 100 years. <laughs> Yeah. It's unbelievable. I looked that that up one time, like on Sports Reference or something. I was like, it was like three or four decades. I don't know, it was something unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he he'd been there a while. Number eight, two thousand, an all African podium for the men's marathon at the Summer Olympics in Sydney, Australia. Uh, Ethiopian won the gold and the bronze, and a Kenyan won the silver. I put this in here because there's no way in hell that is the first time that that happened. Right. Ethiopians and Kenyans dominate distance running, have for 2,000 years, at least. Right? I mean, I don't really follow it, but I know that they usually They're, do pretty well. They win, like, every marathon, every Boston Marathon I don't every keep year. up with them, so I don't I Well, don't I mean, know, I don't but... keep... I, I don't follow it but i just feel like i didn't know they win every single one i didn't know they that, always I guess. do they win shit all the time i know that i know they're good i guess i i don't look them up i don't know i've you very well might be right well i didn't write their names because there's no chance i was pronouncing them correctly so that's why i just wrote two ethiopians and a kenyan but those guys can distance run like that's what those guys right. they're, they're yep. awesome at that shit number nine 2007 after years of angry denials, three-time gold medal winner Marion Jones admits to using steroids, pleads guilty to lying to federal investigators, and then announces her retirement in a tearful apology and returns medals to the United States Olympic Committee. Doping. Number 10. The last one. 2021, I added this one myself because it wasn't on. I mean, it might have been on the list, but I didn't look. Today, then. The Cleveland Indians play their final game as the Indians in a 6 nothing win over Texas last Sunday. So that's this week in gotcha. sports history. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, RIP Indians. Guardians coming, in, coming at you with the uh, cartoon terrible logo is it official now because there was a time where they said it wasn't quite official yet or well, something because right? there was like some lawsuit stuff going on with that roller derby yeah thing. i remember you I saying heard, that i don't know i would imagine that the lawyers that the indians can pay for are the guardians the guardians correct yeah sorry see this is going to be an issue 
this is going to be an issue. It's your podcast. You can call them whatever you That's want. That's right. And I will continue to call them. And there's like a bunch of people holding signs that said, long live the tribe. And it's just sad. I feel bad for the fans who are upset about it because I think they have every right to be. Been that name for 100 years. Uh, so it's just kind of crazy. But uh, I'm throwing a bonus fact in. Because today, as we record, which is what, Thursday, October 7th, 2021, on this day was the Georgia Tech Cumberland blowout, 222 to nothing. It was like 1915 or 16. Uh, so I watched a video on this this morning, 18-minute video I found on YouTube. Fantastic video. It's done by SB Nation. I will, I'm going to actually, I'm going to post that to the Facebook page at some time in the next couple of days. Cause it's, it's 18 minutes, but if you have time, watch it. It's in like a, uh, kind of a, not claymation of the event, but like they use like figurine. It's pretty cool, but they tell the story of what all happened. And part of this, I didn't know. I thought it was just about money that. If Cumberland didn't field a team because they had folded their football team, if they didn't field a team for this football game, they were going to have to pay a bunch of money. That is true. But the reason the score was run up was because of what happened during baseball season. Cumberland had uh, not enough money to finance their football team. So this young athletic director says, well, if I can get enough people to come cheer on the baseball team and sell enough tickets and whatever, then I can fund the football team. So they're about to play their home opener against Georgia Tech. Who coached Georgia Tech baseball? Fucking John Heisman. He coached their baseball team and their football team. Did not know that. So John Heisman brings his Georgia Tech college baseball team up to Cumberland and this athletic director says, well, I know we have to beat Georgia Tech convincingly, and I know this team I have isn't going to do it. So he recruits a bunch of minor league baseball players, who most of which had time in the majors already in their careers, threw them in Cumberland gear, and they beat Georgia Tech 22 to nothing. John Heisman finds out. He's pissed. He says, bring your football team down here. And they win 222 to nothing. <laughs> Ironically, the so the only player for who Cumberland brought who had any football experience was this guy last name Edwards. He was knocked unconscious on the first play, brought back into the game later on, and uh, the he wasn't ready for the snap. This is according to a book that is written about this game, too. So this is what I believe to be factual. I don't know. But they say that the snap came up and hit him in the face and knocked him out a second time. And then later on in the game, comes back in. He can barely, can't even stand up, hardly. And something happens to him again. He gets knocked out three times, carried off the field unconscious in that game. Other players ran off the field and hid. And it would have been 223 to nothing, but Cumberland blocked an extra point by using the laddering method, which is illegal now, obviously. It wasn't then where you could stack up your defensive lineman at the snap and then jump up and try and block it. 
this dude takes the kick to the face. And they had actually had pictures of this guy. After the game, his face just completely swollen from taking a kick field goal that he blocked using his face. It was just an ass. Like, Imagine total. if he would have gotten in front of that Justin Tucker kick. Yeah. He would have taken his head clean off. <laughs> yeah, that was a boot. But yeah, so that's uh, I'm gonna share that video though because I want you know if people are interested in watching it, they should. It's like I said, it's 18 minutes, but it's totally worth it. They go almost play by play through the game of how it transpired. 73 percent of Georgia Tech's offensive snaps were taken in the red zone. They only had like 400 some yards of total offense because they had such a short field every time. It was wild. Also, didn't know this. When uh, this was a rule back then, which makes no sense at all. But if you scored, so Georgia Tech scores, Cumberland then has the option of receiving the kick or kicking it back to Georgia Tech. And they kicked it back to him a bunch of times. <laughs> Well, yeah, after it's honored enough, yeah. I'd be like, well, let's try something different. Yeah. So they get scored on and then kick Because we ball. just fumble the snap every time and get right, right back. Yeah. Them. Or take snaps off the face. <laughs> At and least they got to go 80 yards and score this way. Right. Well, they didn't even have to do that because they just return it right. into the red zone. And Isn't that a crazy rule, though? That's pretty crazy. So John Heisman, who And it's credited- funny because... Of how many times they probably had that option. Oh, yeah. 32 <laughs> touchdowns. 32 touchdowns. Well, and they got had to get asked every single time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a... Oh, fuck it. It's 178 oh, to nothing. And Might a, as well kick it. Here's another just quick fact about that uh, that game. John Heisman... Or at halftime, it's like a hundred and something to nothing at halftime. The coach, this young athletic director, who's now like, I fucked up getting those minor league baseball players over here. Can't imagine that halftime speech. He goes over to John Heisman to ask if they will call the game, right? Because these guys are like hurt. They have leg injuries, concussions. They're just fucked. So he goes over and asks John Heisman, hey, can we end the game early? And John Heisman says, yeah. Five minutes early, and they took five minutes off the clock in the second half. So the the total number of minutes for the game was fifty five minutes, not an hour. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's just ridiculous, but <laughs> it's unbelievable. You have to watch. It's this unbelievable. Video. The video is fantastic. I mean, it really is. The, it's unbelievable that it could actually happen. The, I don't want to blow like everything that's right. in the video, so I won't say. There's more, man. It's like some of the stuff. There's one thing that's in the book written about that game that the guy from SB Nation who does this video is like, I can't believe this is actually true. But he reports it and then just kind of is like, man, I don't know. But this is what the book says. But I don't want to blow it. So I'm not going to tell everything. Uh, Yeah, so that's it. We're going to wrap this up. This Week in Sports History, brought to you by Your Daily Local. News you need when you need it. Visit yourdailylocal.com. Take a break. We'll be back with the things that sting. 
Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Now time for the things that sting. The worst stories in sports, according to Joe. This edition of the things that sting is powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. That's 814-230-9548. Things that sting. Got, got some good ones today. Shit just keeps happening. Old business. That's how we're going to handle this from now on. Old business, new business. Because then we can remember to go back and look at some of the older cases that we talked about so we can follow up, right? Perfect. So this really isn't much of anything, though, for old business. Uh, I bitched about Aaron Jones last week, not looking for his father's ashes in the end zone. Let's the trainer out there at 2 a.m. There's that picture that yeah. went viral. Well, now they decided to uh, add a pocket to his jersey so that the ashes will sit in there and we'll be safe. What the fuck? So first of all, all those players from the Pittsburgh drug trials are probably pissed because they would have loved the pocket for their little cocaine vials that they could have worn around, you know, on the field. Right. Right. So Aaron Jones gets his special treatment. Meanwhile, the cokeheads in the eighties got no love at all. They had to slide head first so that they didn't break their shit open. But seriously, this is just ridiculous, Aaron Jones. Come on. Be better. Help the guy look for it is what you should have done. And then I wouldn't even be talking about you right now. New business. This past Monday night, Brazilian soccer player William Ribeiro arrested and charged with attempted murder. Ribeiro is a sixth-tier state league, whatever that means, soccer player for Brazil. Uh, They do a pyramid-tier so it must be like uh, you get called up maybe if it's that kind of thing, I would guess. Like So he's the sixth tier of the pyramid, which would be probably the bottom. Uh, unless they count up one, two, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends on which way they count. Either way, sixth tier state league soccer player in Brazil. The referee, Rodrigo Crivellaro, awards the opponent a free kick. Ribeiro was un happy with this decision there's video of this you can see him fly into the screen and he does almost like a slide tackle on the ref when the ref hits the ground ribero gets up and just straight boots him in the temple knocks him unconscious immediately yeah so police like r- literally went out onto the field and and basically handled it right then and there they're like oh hell no you're coming with us so 
uh, sent him to the hospital. The match was halted and continued Tuesday the following day. So we'll keep an eye on that. Charged with attempted murder for a boot to the head. I mean, it's legit. I think it's a fair charge. Guys, uh, the Brazilian police were, like, quoted saying, like, he had no way of defending himself. He was, you know, dropped to the ground, laying on his back, and this guy just took, like, two steps and just cracked him. So, bad move. And apparently, it was, uh, for whatever team this Ribeiro plays for, it was, like, a almost like a homecoming-type uh, event for this game. And there was, like, tons of former players and stuff, and uh, the, like, club owner or manager or whatever, like, was just basically, like, this is the most embarrassing thing in the world. We had all these, you know, former people here. that he was getting kicked by a professional soccer player. Too. Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know how, like, they register people's hands yeah, as weapons? Yeah, think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy in town who claims that. So, like, every time I see him. Uh, he thinks that he has to tell us that whenever we deal with him, he thinks that. So anytime we deal with him, I'm always like, Hey, are your hands still registered weapons? Yes, they are. I apologize for not telling you. It's okay. Just make sure you do next time though. Make sure you do. (laughs) They're not. They're definitely not, but he thinks they are. So we just let him. This guy's got registered feet. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah, this guy. Yeah, you're right, though. Soccer players. Jesus Christ. It's literally what they do is kick shit. Right. So, yeah. Oh, this is a fun one, too. The DEA. Uh, first of all, it must be really difficult to be a drug dealer in Washington, D.C. Don't you think it would be harder there? I don't know. Probably all the politicians are probably druggies. That's true. Yeah, it's probably safer. <laughs> it's probably easier, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. You Some of the decisions they make, you think they're fucking messed out or something. Uh, the DEA raided and served a search warrant at a training facility for the Washington Redskins football team. As a result of that, head athletic trainer Ryan Vermillion is on administrative leave. The belief is that... It is a possible diversion of prescription drugs to people who didn't have a legit reason to get them. So he's a head athletic trainer. He's writing scripts uh, for people who don't need it, which is a major issue. Uh, That's something I've worked some cases similar to that kind of thing and and had, you know, have seen uh, state agencies like the uh, inspector general come in and do stuff like that. And, yeah, so... Uh, head coach Ron Rivera, his comment was that he, they call Ryan Vermillion, they call him RV. He says, uh, I trust RV. Um, you know, when he was in his cancer, uh, the time when he was having his issues with cancer, RV helped him out a lot, apparently. Uh, no arrests or charges filed yet. The search warrant was not available. Uh, so that made me believe that it might be sealed. Sometimes they seal search warrants so that, the media does not have access to them. Uh, no comment from RV or his attorney. Uh, that's pretty much where that's at right now. So he's just on leave. Uh, so I'm sure we'll hear more later. But there, uh, the person who said it was the diversion, like the writing the bad scripts, 
they also said they don't believe any of the players are actually involved in it. So that's a good thing. Uh, other news. New York Jets safety Marcus May facing DUI charges, among other uh, charges that are coming along with a DUI crash that occurred February 22nd in Fort Lauderdale. So you may ask, why are we hearing about this now? The charges were legitimately filed in February. This arrest has been made. It's going through. He has a calendar call on October uh, 20th, a meeting with the attorney and the, you know, where the attorneys meet and discuss whatever. Uh, the reason we're not hearing about it is somehow in Fort Lauderdale, this entire incident flew under the media radar and Marcus may never reported it to the NFL, which is a violation of the code of conduct. So he's looking at some like more penalties on top of what he would, you know, if he's found guilty or whatever, they punish him for that. They're going to punish him also for this. Uh, code of conduct violation for not reporting it to the NFL. So he was charged with DUI, DUI damage to property and leaving the scene posted the $1,500 bond. May was traveling alone in a 2018 Mercedes and allegedly crashed into the rear end of a Volvo while on the Florida turnpike. This was at uh, around 7:33 PM on February 22nd. No injuries but the driver filed a civil suit for more than 30000 so he's got civil issues now as well. Uh, May was found in his car not far from the scene and was unresponsive, but upon being woken up, was unaware that the crash took place. He had slurred speech, bloodshot eyes, odor of an alcoholic beverage coming from his person, and vomit all over the floorboard and dash. May claims he wasn't drinking and he smelled like that from a bender two days prior to that. Uh, that the number two right there, he, he was drunk. Everybody says two. How many did you have to drink tonight? Two. How long were you there? Two hours. It's just everybody's go to number. Say four. If you ever get stopped, just be like four. Started at 1 p.m. It's 2 a.m. I had four. Two is wrong all the time. It's never the right answer. Because if everybody hears that you're all right if you only have two. Is that what they hear? That's what a lot of people say. You'll yeah. you'll you'll stay under the limit if you only have two. That's what I've. That's the thing. Like I've always heard. Yeah, I know. It it is always inaccurate. So yeah. <laughs> once you get down to it, yeah, they're you know they had two. Fireballs, too two many. bush lights, too <laughs> many. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, May declined the sobriety test and declined giving a breath sample. There was matching damage on the vehicle, uh, his vehicle, from what took place on the crash with the Volvo. His attorney, Eric Schwartzreich, says that Marcus May has not committed any crime, nor was he intoxicated or impaired. Marcus May will have his day in court, and these erroneous misdemeanor accusations, he's confident that they will he'll be found not guilty on them, is what he said. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the Marcus May story. So the last thing, and this came out today, right? 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This came out today. Breaking news. 18 former NBA players have been arrested and charged federally for defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan out of approximately $4 million, law enforcement officials say. Does this ring a bell? Because uh, two, maybe two episodes ago, we talked about the NFL players who were all charged for doing this exact same thing, former NFL tr- uh, players. So some of the players charged, Milt Palak. Palacio? Palacio, yep. Sebastian I, Telfair? Yep. Antoine Wright, Darius Miles, Ruben Patterson, Eddie Robinson, Gregory Smith, Glenn Davis, is that big baby? Mm-hmm. And Jamario Moon. Yeah, so what? Yeah, it's not. Uh, well, there's more, too, actually. W- William Bynum, Shannon Brown. Anthony Allen, Allen Anderson, Terrence Williams. So, yeah, uh, if you recall what we discussed in the football segment regarding this, it's the exact same thing. They're making fraudulent claims and getting paid out on them, and now they're fucked. Just like the, yeah, just like Clinton Portis. I was going to say, it wasn't Portis one yeah, of them? Yeah, Portis and uh, Joe Horn, I think, was one of them, maybe. I don't know. But, Smart. yeah. Busy time, man. These people just, you know, nobody wants to stay out of trouble. We got Brazilian players kicking refs in the head. That's that, You got to check out the video on that. It's pretty disgusting. I was like, going to say, I don't even know if I want to see that. Yeah, it's That's wild. It's bad. I mean, uh, just what the fuck is going on with everybody? And, and like, this defrauding thing. Like, what makes you think you're not going to get caught? Had you saved a couple pennies during your career and not had, you know, 10 sports cars, two mansions, and whatever else, hookers and blow. It, it just. A couple of those guys were just out of the league a, a couple years ago. Too. Darius Miles hasn't been out that long, has he? No, uh, he's been out pretty long. Has he? But like, Mo- but he's on like, like a sweet ass podcast now, isn't he? He's on. Yeah, I think he's on a really Quinn, good. Quentin Richardson, I think. Yeah, a really good NBA podcast. Where I, they had I like, think on the ringer with like. That Simmons owns and so yeah. well, he doesn't own anymore. But. Sucks. So we'll see what happens with that. Follow that one like we will the old one. It'll be in old business from now on. I like that. We got to split it up so that way we can, yeah. This edition of the Things That Sting brought to you by Jones Pest Control. Ant, spiders, bees, or mice. Don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. That's 814-230-9548. Stick around for the interview with the Super Bowl champs, Evan Wellner and Theo Anderson. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. Icy Ink and Warren is a great place for personalized gift ideas. They offer custom screen printing, embroidery, and specialize in youth fundraisers. Online stores are available. 
Check them out on Facebook or at icyink.com. That's I-C-Y-Y-Inc.com. No setup fee for youth sports or organizations. Located on Penn Avenue East in Warren, the Blue Building by the Glade Bridge. Or call 814-688-0034. That's 814-688-0034. very own world of sports this week's edition of my hive is brought to you by icy inc from screen printing and embroidery to youth fundraisers and online stores visit icyinc.com that's icyyinc.com or call 814-688-0034 that's 814-688-0034 so some of you may remember on the Facebook page, if you follow the Facebook page, that I got to witness a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl championship. Now, it wasn't my favorite, you know, NFL Buffalo Bills, but it was the NFL Little Legends. It's a Play 60 league, NFL Play 60, the Warren County Flag Football League. And I got a couple of the Super Bowl champions here with me. I have six year old Theo Anderson and seven year old Evan Wellner. You guys want to say hello? How are you guys doing? Good. Excited to be here? Yes. Yes. Excited to be champs? Yes. All right. So I got a few questions for you. These guys were part of a 33-20 victory over the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. They went had undefeated season, right? Never lost a game. Yes. Pretty good. All right. So I'm going to ask you guys a few questions. Evan's going to answer first, and then Theo will answer second. All right. So the first question, how does it feel to be a champion? And what did you do to celebrate? It felt good, and we had a pizza party. You had a pizza party? Did you guys get uh, some Super Bowl rings? They were the sucker rings, right? Yeah. Still pretty cool, though, right? Theo, did you enjoy the pizza party? Yes. And the championship? Felt good? Yes. Happy to be a winner? Yes. All right. Outside of your team, your own flag football team, who is your favorite NFL team? Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Those are your two favorite players? Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs? And they're like best buddies, huh? Yeah, they play Warzone together. They play video games. They're they're quite the pair. Theo, who's your favorite NFL team? Buffalo Bills. You guys are both Bills fans because the two gentlemen standing behind you, which are the coaches and your fathers, they're Buffalo Bills fans, right? So you're, pretty, you're liking where you're sitting right now because they're just surrounded by Bills stuff, huh? Not bad. All right. Uh, Evan, what position did you play, and what was your favorite position to play? I played quarterback, and my favorite position to be was wide receiver. Wide receiver? So, and Theo, we'll get to your answer in a second, okay? Evan, I watched you throw some passes that I think Josh Allen probably would have been pretty proud of because you threw some real nice passes on a couple touchdown throws that I was there for. So uh, for the listeners, I was able to attend, I think, 
three games, uh, two of which were while I was working, and one of which I got called away from when I was there for about two plays. But in my short time, I did watch the entire championship, though. But Evan threw some real nice passes. Uh, got an arm on you for a seven-year-old, huh? Yeah, you can throw it. Theo, what was your favorite position that you played? Running back. Running back? Okay, you know something that I recall watching you do, too, really well? Uh, the robot dance. I saw you doing that while you were on it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's, you got that down. Did you learn that from your dad? No. He learned it himself. He's self-taught. He's self-taught? Okay. All right. So you liked playing running back. That was your favorite position. Okay. And did you answer? I don't think you answered on uh, who was your favorite player in the NFL on the Buffalo Bills. All of them? Me too. It's hard for me to pick also. It's also because they're all younger than me, and it's just kind of weird having a favorite player at this point in time in my life. <laughs> Seems a little odd. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I like all of them too. Some of them upset me sometimes, and some of them make me happy sometimes. So it's a good mix. Uh, Evan, did you have a pregame ritual to help you prepare for your opponent? Yes. And what was it? What did you do? I ate them. So Josh Jacks is what? Cereal. So you got to tell the listeners because they might not be from the area where they can buy such a wonderful product like Josh Jacks. Josh Jacks is a cereal, right? And they're circles? What color are they? Blue and red. And you ate those before every game? Yes. Okay. And in fact, I remember one game that you didn't and you were complaining to your mother on the sidelines that you hadn't had any, and that could have been why you weren't playing so good, huh? Because <laughs> you needed you needed those. So I understand. Uh, Theo, what did you do? Pre-game ritual. Did you do something the same every before every game to get yourself pumped up? Did you listen to a song or? In the mornings when I when. On our play, Dad has to play the Bill song to wake me up. <laughs> the shout song on game day. I like it. That's a good ritual, see? And, uh, again, for you know people who never got to witness this, the championship game in the Super Bowl, they actually had the Bill's shout song. So every time the Bills scored, the shout song would play. And I believe when the Cowboys played or scored, it was, what, Thunderstruck? Is that what it was playing? Yeah. So, yeah, it was really just a really cool uh, the way they had it set up to, you know, the big game and all that. You got something to say? Oh, you're just clapping? All right. I thought you were ready to tell me something. All right, you guys, uh, do you have anything else you want to you wanna add? Do, are you in that league again next year, or do you move up to tackle? We move up to tackle in third grade. Third grade. So when is that? Next year? What grade are you in now? Second. You're both in second? You're in first? What grade are you in, Theo? Kindergarten. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Close. When I was six, I was in first grade. Well, yeah, I mean, some uh, there's uh, different ages and all sorts of different grades, and and uh, there's deadlines and things that you won't understand until you're older. So, uh, so you have a couple more years before you go to tackle. So you'll be playing flag still, and you have what? One more. One more year of flag, and then you go to tackle. In third grade? Okay. I'm actually, next 
year, I actually want to play coach pitch. For baseball. But you're going to play football, too? So you're going to do both. Well, that's good. It's Baseball. What? Base, to combine both of them, it's base foot. Base foot, yes. If you combine both, you could maybe create your own game and make a lot of money one day. It's happened before. Throw football, then they try and hit it. That's difficult to do because of the shape of a football. It doesn't go, be hard to catch, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you guys have a chance to repeat next year then. Do they get the same team, coaches? No, next year they won't. You want to step up a little bit, and then we'll be able to hear you. A lot of, a lot of kids. We have, I think, three kids that were in second grade. Yeah. Um, and they will be ineligible for that league next year. Um, but we will have some returning kids. Um, hopefully we have even more kids to get caught on really good. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I mean, every time I was down there, I was super impressed with the the turnout of, you know, parents and, like, the support it was getting looked like it was going really well. So, yeah, hopefully it carries on and uh, continues. It's cool that NFL Play 60 is here in Warren County. Uh, you guys have any other notes about the league you want to mention or anything? Any pitches to uh, maybe some people who have children that were considering getting in it and didn't? Uh, the safety of the league? It, it, it's, yeah, I encourage it. It was great. It's uh, 60 minutes. It's a running clock, so it goes by quick. Um, it's, a, it's safe. Yeah. And we hope to have more teams in the league next year um, and, and have a, a bigger squad. We had eight teams. Yeah, there was eight teams. We played each team twice. Yeah, four in the AFC, four in the NFC. Um, and it was cool. All the kids running around in the team jerseys. Right. Um, which they get to keep at the end of the year. And it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, a good time. I know Theo enjoyed it. I know I wish we could have the whole team here tonight. I think everybody had a really good time. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of them who would have been really excited to be on here with you guys because your team was uh, seemed like a pretty tight knit group. You guys all got along real well and uh, had a successful season, right? Well, hey, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you coming for the interview, and uh, you get to tell your friends at school now you're going to be not really famous, but you can tell them you're famous. We'll pretend like this is. A, your kid famous. Your kid famous. There you go. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Do you guys want to say hi to anybody who might listen to this later on? Your moms or family we, or anybody? We also tra- tra- trash-talked. You trash-talked? To the bears. To who? The bears. The bears. Because the they trash-talked back to us. We trash-talked to them. So there's some trash-talk going on in this um, league. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the oh, so uh, while you guys are like at I lunch. I go to kindergarten, and someone from the Bears team goes to the same school in the, in the same class, so. Oh, so you guys were, you know. Yeah. yeah some, some kindergarten trash talk going on. Did you bet any, like, fruit snacks at lunch or anything yeah. like that? That's good. Don't gamble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did what? I back-talked to one of my friends. You back-talked to one of them? Well, th- he was talking trash first, right? Yeah, it's all right. You give a little back. And uh, it looks like you guys backed it up, right? Because you ended up winning it. And at recess, I 
he says I pushed him. Since he, <laughs> since he <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Since he's very mean to me. He's very mean to me. Well, you won. So yeah, you won. <laughs> I don't. Maybe you don't want your mom listening to this. Yes, that would be a bad idea. I want my mom to listen. You want her to listen? No. You want her to know you shoved the kid? Don't do it. Don't do it, Evan. I will. No. Don't do it. She would ground you for that. I'm doing it. No. You're doing. You're gonna tell her to listen. All right. Don't do it. Hey, you guys are welcome. Thank you again for being on. That was fun. Glad you guys could make it. That was a good time and a good season for the Buffalo Bills NFL Play 60 Warren County Youth Flag Football. Undefeated season, winning the Super Bowl against Dallas. Some good payback from what they did to us in the 90s. That's going to wrap up this week's show. Uh, Do not forget, next week, live, episode 30, for the very first time, a full episode live broadcasted. Again, the audio will be uploaded to wherever you listen, uh, wherever you've listened forever, however long you've been listening, where you find your episodes, you will still be able to find the audio there. However, if you wish, you can log on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, follow, like, subscribe, whatever you do at uh, whatever place you watch. And you'll be able to watch the episode live uh, as it's recorded. I want to thank the sponsors. Swing Juice, Napoli's Pizza, Your Daily Local, Jones Pest Control, Icy Inc., and the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast. Uh, we appreciate all of you. And that's why we're moving forward. Going to try some new stuff and uh, see where this thing goes. So, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. Till next time, take care. Be safe.